Welcome to the Relationships Inside Out podcast with Drs. Gregory Sieber and Kimberly Murray, licensed marriage and family therapists. Join them on this journey as they explore the ins and outs of relationships. Well, welcome to Relationships Inside Out, where today we're going to talk about, guess what is upcoming now, <sighs> the holidays. How's it already that time? I don't know. We did this last year. We're going to do it again. Um, probably a lot of the same stuff, but we need these reminders. And even us talking about this is probably a reminder for ourselves. 100%. I still feel like I'm in like May. I can't fathom that oh. we we are recording this at the heel end of October. And it's just like, I can't even. It's gone. It's gone by. So fast. And this time is very like just charged. High emotions, high demands. Mm-hmm. On top of what we all, I mean, nothing else changes, right? We're still working, you know, we're still raising kids or whatever people <laughs> are doing. So you're adding kind of the holiday stuff. I mean, there is excitement around this time of year it, for a lot of people. For, Maybe not all. You know, we'll, we'll get you know. into that. But mm-hmm. um, but it also can be problematic if we don't manage it well. And it gets complicated with family dynamics, with blended families with work schedules, whatever it might be, but it's this sense of scarcity of time often or resources or money or whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I've noticed people have these expectations. Like I need to do all this stuff and I have to write all these <laughs> Christmas cards to everyone or uh, and I've got know. to have 800 strings of lights up and I've got to have all the balloon. What do they call them? The blow up things. My oh, daughter's right. obsessed with them. I've got to do all the cookie decorating. I've got to post pictures of us all smiling at the exact same time in front of the tree in our best. So the question is why? Why do we Great do question. This? What is pushing you to do this? Right? I don't know the answer for this, but it could be subjective. Either. But why? Why do we need all that stuff? And mm-hmm. to save us some sanity, is there any way you can take a shortcut? Like, you know what? I'm not going to bake goods. I'm going to go buy them. Yes. Yes. Maybe I only write Christmas cards for those who are doing it back to me for reciprocity. Not everyone and their mother. Maybe I print them on Vistaprint and have them put the address on, and I just put them in the mail. Yeah, maybe I um, went blue with a Blue Mountain cards where you can go online and just like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna send these digital to everyone. <laughs> All our loved ones are feeling really shortchanged right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we really have to look out for ourselves too. Yeah, time with our family is great. Taking care of ourselves is greater. I ask people when we talk about holidays, I ask them to pause and think. Okay, think about your plans for the next few months. Are you going to enjoy them or does it feel like torture, (laughs) right? What of that do you close your eyes and say like, oh, I can't wait for that. And what of that do you feel like is an obligation? You dread it. it, You know, chaos, that meltdowns, whatever's coming. How can we weed out the stuff that's out of obligation and focus on actually this is a period of time in which I want to focus on my joy on the things that are important to me, not just everybody else. So what I'm hearing underneath all this boundaries, (laughs) boundaries. (laughs) Yes. Holiday boundaries is one of my yeah. favorite topics. And here's a here's a thing that I think is important. Just reflect back on previous years. <laughs> what family and who do you want to spend it with based on the past years? And maybe you don't have a choice, like everyone's just coming. Then ask yourself, how much time should I be spending with them? There is a such thing as too much togetherness. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming. You know, like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes. Oh, one phone call. <laughs> um, It can be overwhelming depending on the dynamics. We really have to look at the dynamics, right? When I said earlier, like spending time with family can be great and spending time with yourself is greater. It's because if you take care of yourself, you're able to be Mm -hmm. in those dynamics more effectively, Mm -hmm. more present, less triggered. Mm -hmm. I talk to, to people about how do we tweak plans, right? Maybe it's not cutting out 
your in-laws or your parents? No, I need structure. I need everything the same way. <laughs> my anxiety is going through the, the roof. roof. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you tweak it? Maybe. Okay. So I'll give our family as an example. Mm-hmm. I am very protective over Wait, Christmas. What? I know. <laughs> and over my children and the ritual of Santa and church and all of these things. So my husband and I have set the the boundary that no one comes over on Christmas. No one. I'll come in your door though. And every, (laughs) great. (laughs) Every other year we'll let someone in, but the morning is just ours and we don't go anywhere. We are traveling to zero places. So long as these kids still hold space for Santa and I love it. Right. I still see my, my, my dad or my in-laws on maybe the 23rd or the 26th or new year's, but the actual day of Christmas is only ours. Does our family love this boundary? No, no, not all of them do. And that's okay. My job is to protect my unit, my priority, my family, right? And that's how we protect them in our house around holidays so that we're not, okay, 10 a.m. Everyone's got to get dressed. We got to get to this place and this place. I want them to be able to sit in their PJs all day and relax and play with their toys or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And every family does a little different, but I suggest that like a little couple day tweak, mm-hmm. right? Or every other year we switch it up so that you get a year one way and then a year the next way is a little different. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's growing and it's ongoing and you can yeah. change it and adapt it based on needs, things like that. Like if you're dealing with family members who are sick and you don't know if we'll be around the following year, maybe we mm-hmm. kind of sacrifice this year and we do, do a lot more. Just really thinking about what does that look like for you? What do you want to look like? Turn into your loved ones, like if you're, you know, married or with a partner. Mm-hmm. What do we want this to look like? What can negotiate I do for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what can you do for me? Hopefully, they ask and you don't say what. You can do for <laughs> me, but, um, and really having that conversation of what do you need during this time, mm-hmm. and is this stressful for you? No, it's not. Okay, great. Then it is for me. So let's X or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just navigating that together. Mm-hmm. Whether that's setting boundaries, whether that's maybe fully immersing yourself and saying, screw it. <laughs> um, we're just going to, mm-hmm. we're just going to go ahead first and we're going to write Christmas cards to everybody. We're going to bake the goods. We're going to do everything. And for some people, it fills them up. And if you want to do that, I suggest writing everything down on a schedule so you can see how unrealistic it is. <laughs> Talk about keeping them with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go, go back. Why, why do you need to do these things? Why are they important? And I think that question is not only important than managing your stress, but it's also looking at your future of what traditions do you want? Yeah. Like what's exciting? What do you want this to look like moving forward? And we talked about that last time last year, right? Uh, around the same the same thing is what do we want this to look like for our family? Maybe mm-hmm. it isn't just as you talked about our small family unit. Maybe we want a place and sure somewhere where everyone can come together if someone has financial needs to do so. Mm-hmm. And really finding what's joyful for you and your family, like your little family. Mm-hmm. You can't please everyone. What's good for you is not going to be good for Susie Key down the street, and that's okay. So it's taking that moment to pause, to reflect, even journal. What brings you joy? Yeah. What is important to you? Not your mom, not your grandma, not your friend, you and your partner, right? And your kids, depending on their age. <laughs> this image comes to my head of National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation, his neighbors. I've never seen it. You've, oh my God. <laughs> so he's exactly what we're talking about. The lights everywhere, all, you know has a family next door neighbors is just a couple. We want to spend it alone. You know, there's no decorations. <laughs> the house is very modern. 
Um, they're drinking wine and like, you know, it just, I just think about that. I'm like, well, if you want to look like that, you could. That's my dad. <laughs> my dad, we joke that he like throws up Christmas all over his house. It's beautiful, oh, wow. but it takes him hours, days, weeks to get it oh. done. You could look like that. And another important thing that I think we should talk about is even if you're excited for a lot of people, there's still a time of pain Yep. and hurt and yep. bad memories. And we have to acknowledge that. And that's not something we want to avoid through the joy. Mm-hmm. We need to face it. We need to process it, whether it's a therapist, with ourselves. Give space for your partner to talk about it. Yeah. Adopting a ritual for missing a loved one. Like we hang my mom's mm-hmm. stocking every year still. And I put a single white rose in it every Christmas. And that's an important ritual to me that while the other stockings are getting filled, so is hers. Yeah, I love that. Especially in the case where you're having a holiday, maybe it's your first with a loss mm. of a loved one, a close loved one, is figuring out how can you still bring this person in in yeah. your own way. And that's the ritual you're talking about and figuring out what that looks like. Um, so you're not trying to just completely get them out of your lives by not bringing them in, but embrace them, embrace that loss. And, and it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but through that, you can find meaningful things like you're talking about. And giving your loved ones space, right? If you know someone lost someone, reach out to them. Often we fear if we ask like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I can imagine you're missing your mom today or whatever. We think we're putting that thought in their head and we don't want to trigger them. They're already thinking it. So ask, ask them, how are you doing? How um, how are you handling this holiday? I'm, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Whatever it might be that's authentic to you, but acknowledge that space. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist because you're afraid of bringing something up. Oh, you mean we're afraid of conflict or trauma, you know, drama? <laughs> Sadness. Uh, but I think you speak a great point, which I love is something that I think should happen every year. And I, I try to be intentional myself. Yeah. My pessimistic side is like selfish. <laughs> this is a time of giving, but it's like, what can you give? <laughs> what can you give me? Right. Um, but compassion. Yeah. Compassion for those going through a tough time. Compassion for those who may not celebrate in the way you want or want to be around this. And and also self-compassion for yourself. Of, I don't have to do everything perfect this time of year. Preach. For those who celebrate this time of year, right? So there's that piece of it that I think is important that we often forget um, in the process of receiving mm-hmm. and figuring out what people are buying you, going to the trunks, opening the wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> and trying, so I, I challenge like our family unit to think about to give from someone's love language or how they actually receive it, right? Maybe it's mm-hmm. not a monetary gift. I love that. Yeah. Maybe you can't afford it. So write them a letter or play on a picnic or something that doesn't cost money, right? Yeah, if it's quality time, what can we do together? Mm-hmm. I love the gift of experiences. Yes, yes. We do that for our kids' birthdays. As, as somebody who sees a lot of couples, um, I think a lot of my family are tired of me giving like books and stuff that are like, <laughs> this is how to improve your relationship. Like, what is our relationship? Crap. <laughs> Well, yes. Yes. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe go have experience or whether that be, we're going to go tubing this year. Um, or Right. I love that. And thinking about like handmade gifts or making jelly or doing an act of service. As long as the handmade gifts don't <laughs> take away from this like already limited capacity, right? Truth. Be honest Truth. with yourself. If you can do that, great. But ask yourself, why am I doing this? And what does it take away? Yeah. Does it take away from my, what you said earlier, my joy? I think that there's a lot of space in the holidays to enjoy it if we invite that space in. If we feel pressured of like, okay, it's October. Now I've got to start X, Y, and Z. That can take away that joy. Whereas if I lean into like, hey, this isn't a good week to get started. Or this year, I'm going to let this one thing go. 
And what's hard about the holiday season is it's coupled with, which we've talked about before, seasonal affect disorder, sad. So we're already in that like kind of melancholy space. And then we throw in more stress, perhaps. Let's complicate it more. (laughs) Holiday blues. So this isn't seasonal affective disorder, right? Because seasonal affective disorder probably, you know, tends to last maybe a little over a third of the year, 40% of the year. Holiday blues come around probably close to November, maybe December. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a difference there. And then holiday blues in particular, like after the holidays are over, you tend to get a lift up and, you know, the National Alliance of Mental Illness talk about like 64% of people with existing mental illness experience worse symptoms during this time. Mm. Which is a, a vast majority of our country, by the way. Yes. So mm-hmm. being acknowledging yourself and your needs, and those include, I need to go engage in my coping skills, or I need to talk with someone during this time, mm-hmm. like a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Figuring out what you need, because holiday blues are real. Um, and for people who maybe have so much family and they're just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Find time for yourself. For those who don't have any, mm, maybe invite the loneliness. Yeah. The loneliness, isolation. Maybe if you have a group of friends you can hang out with or something like that. Or, you know, a lot of people report that it's fulfilling when they go volunteer for those who are less fortunate. Yeah, giving. So finding a way to immerse yourself with someone or some group if you're isolated or lonely during this time. And again, make it your own. You don't have to have this traditional National Lampoon Christmas vacation. <laughs> um, now I'm going to go watch that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. It's my my favorite. My husband talks about it and I still have never seen it. Oh, I will buy that for you. you I got your gift. Already. There's my gift. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll wrap it, but you can still peek if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is just such a complex time. Yeah. So my challenge for everyone is really pausing. How do we find the beauty in this space? This is Thanksgiving as well as the religious holidays. How do we, New Year's, how do we lean into them, mm-hmm. embrace them? Rather than white knuckle dread, oh, I got to get through this. And please, for the love of God, do not send yourself into mountains of debt just to get through this season. We see that happen. And then the mental health ramifications of that are there. Don't spend too much. Don't eat too much. Well, okay. Okay. Let's not get too extreme here. And I think for a lot of a lot of people, mindful eating is really important during this time of year. Yeah. Because um, we overindulge. And with that, sometimes comes guilt after. We don't feel good about our bodies. We don't feel good about ourselves. And our bodies get cranky. So we're cranky. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm sensitive to gluten, but I'm eating all of this. And then <laughs> the new year comes around, you're miserable. <laughs> Truth. Or we skip our veggies for a couple months. Yeah. Your body needs nutrients. Yeah. So I tell people indulge, but also have that veggie with that meal. Fill up veggies. Sec- if you do a second plate, start with veggies, right? Give ourselves those nutrients, but still indulge. Yeah. Well, and when we talk about kind of the well-being, that includes physical as well, right? Yeah. That's the eating, that's the exercise, that's getting out, that's walking, that's doing the things that can help with that physical mm-hmm. well-being. And physical and mental are so integrated that taking care of them both are important. I'm spending too much, a little psychological um, well-being there that we need to take care of. So we're not like this holiday season, I'm stressed about money. Well, maybe we cut back and we don't give the gifts that we typically give and and be okay with that. I mean, that's really hard. That's part of boundaries, right? (laughs) Because if I'm giving to make someone else happy, one, that's not the best reason to buy something extravagant. I might just make everyone love me. Gosh, it's terrible. (laughs) But it's the boundary, right? Of this is what's within my means this year. And you don't have to carry the guilt. I talk about guilt, like a baton. And I've mentioned this before. You can choose to accept it like in a relay race, 
you can choose to let it hit the floor. You do not have to accept guilt. Guilt to me is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. When people are like, oh, they made me feel guilty. <laughs> Everyone knows my soapbox on this. No one makes you feel anything, including guilt, right? Walk into this authentic of this is what's actually healthy and good for me to spend, to do, to plan. And this was what isn't. And own that space, letting the guilt hit the floor. This to me comes back to expectations. Yeah. Really readjusting your expectations of what this should look like versus what you should. It probably is most likely going to look like. Yeah. Don't shit on yourself. I need to give all these gifts or they're going to hate me. They're going to, someone's going to give me a better gift than that. Or going to judge me. If I don't give my kids these gifts, they're not going to love me. Mm. Yeah. I, I Do any of us remember our toys from a kid? There's maybe a couple. Most of them were like garage sale. My kids like the boxes they come in more than what they are. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Like if I just gave my kids a box, best Christmas ever. So you have cat kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But think about the expectations and that's part of setting up the boundaries, right? What do we want this to look like? Yeah. And based on what that looks like, set up boundaries and being realistic with yourself of what you can and can't give and being okay with the fact that that is not going to create happiness or sadness for somebody else. That's not on you. That's not your responsibility. Nope. That's on them. And if their self-worth and their, you know, uh, being frustrated with you is based on that, it's probably not a healthy relationship. I was going to say it's an indicator of something bigger anyway. And then that's when you put your boundary up the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I know people get sick of this, but boundaries are inherent in healthy relationships, including in the holidays, mm-hmm. right? We, this obligation that we have built into our culture, it's performative obligation. We choose to wear that or not, right? Chris and I, my husband and I started to decide not to wear that performative obligation. Can I tell you the liberation we felt of just, nope, this is what we're doing. And people don't like it. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. That's it. I'm not going to wear that guilt, that pressure, because I need to protect my kids and my home and my mental health and my husband's mental health. And being real with that for yourself. And you have to be real with yourself to know what boundaries you need. Mm-hmm. You have to be honest and and really asking yourself, is this feeling this way because of what I perceive is going to happen if I do this? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I am I only doing this because of X? Or is this really in my best interest, in my family's best interest? Mm-hmm. So aside from boundaries, reach out to a therapist. Go to a support group if you need to. Plan things that feel good for your body, right? Plan them with the people you know bring you joy, not the people who are joy suckers, fun suckers, whatever. Really invite in the space you want and hold that space. Hold those limits. You're worth it. And even if, you know, like say holiday blues, that's not a diagnostic um, you know, disorder or anything like that, but you can experience those symptoms are very similar to depression, right? The irritable loss of interest, the fatigue, the sleep, the concentration, mm-hmm. um, the sense of worthlessness or guilt, mm-hmm. things like that. And still go talk to somebody. It's still important to bring these symptoms up to a provider mm-hmm. if, if they're coming up. Um, so you can get the help to process this and figure out maybe what is underlying if you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, compassion for yourself, and for the family or for other ones who may be less fortunate. Again, compassion is not equivalent to guilt, right? I can hold space and hold compassion, but I don't have to wear it as my emotion. Yeah, that's a good point. This, this idea of therapy, I think about the holding space for other people's emotions. That's your holding space for yourself, right? Hold to that. If you need that space, take it. Take yeah. it. Well, this has been Relationships Inside Out, where we talk about all things relationships, including how to survive the holidays with those we love, 
Um, if you yeah, <clears throat> I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> as always, if you have any questions, comments, future topic suggestions, feel free to shoot us an email at relationshipsinsideout at gmail.com. Look forward to chatting with you next time. Thanks.